Hello and welcome to the 551 Podcast. My name is Wes Burdine and I am joined uh, first next to me. We've got Eric Silver Brenneman. How are you? Oh, I'm good, man. Yeah. How are you? I'm, uh, yep, I'm, I'm surviving. I'm, I'm doing all right. All right. Um, uh, on the phone is Alex Schieferdecker. Alex. Uh, you just are back from New Orleans, right? I am, yeah. I say that as if as if we literally weren't just talking about it, and I don't know the answer to it. But yes, okay, sorry. Nouvelle Orleans. <laughs> Greeting, uh, greetings, we, listener. Was this uh, was this your uh, first first time in New Orleans? Yeah, I've never been to New Orleans before, so okay. it was uh, uh, just a really fun eye opening trip. Did you eat good food? I mean, did what, did you see music? Did or do you just we ate great food? We okay. saw great music. We saw um, a band called the Panorama uh, Jazz Band. Were you on Frenchman? I'm guessing. Sorry, would you, would you go around the Frenchman Street area where? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the, um, that's the spot. And 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 we um, ended up uh, seeing that band, and everyone around us was either French Canadian or French. Oh, interesting. So it was uh, it was a authentic perfect, perfect coincidence. <laughs> huh. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I've only been to New Orleans once, and it was it was like one of those few southern cities that I was like, yeah, you know what? I could see this. Right. I just, um, but we've got Rodrigo coming. Uh, he's he had some run in with the cops or something like that. So actually, I hear him upstairs. Per, per, per use. So uh, we will on this episode. We are going to talk about uh, sorry, not sorry. Uh, we've got um, Minnesota United have a, an international friendly. They're going to they announced not in um, handcuffs. And then we got yeah. Here's Rodrigo. He's he's got beer and he's not in handcuffs. Attaboy. So. Um, and and we're going to talk about uh, the the preview. This is the season preview. We're going to make predictions. We're going to have positivity. Hey. I'm I'm like working on my positivity, guys. This Good. is this is a goal of mine. Rodrigo, hi. Hello. Great. All right. <laughs> we will hear more about the cops. You're running with the the cops after this. Uh, uh, after we listen to big quarters. Back on the fifty five one podcast, we've uh, we've cleared everything with the the police. Rodrigo is good to be here, and uh, let's start with this. Um, uh, over the weekend, Man City versus Chelsea played in the League Cup final. Eric, you you at least caught the drama, so you can like take us through. It was amazing the the the, the short version. Yeah, I mean, make the short... eye contact before I throw this to you. <laughs> tell, tell what short happened version, in this. I promise. See, we truly need a camera in here so you can see the eye contact. It, right? it, it is it is the Kepa mutiny. Uh, so all the way to the end of the match, 120 minutes are played. Uh, there's a shot by I think it was this Aguero is, this is to decide the the winner of the cup, right? Yes, right, yeah, it's yes, like the, the final. final. Yeah. It's the final. And so Aguero shoots, and he he saves, but he does something weird, cramps up, hurts himself a little bit. Yeah, um, is it a this is Kepa, like Kepa or is it Ariz? Ariz, uh, Ariz, Ariz Balaga. Yep. Yeah, every time, once I tried to say it, it got wrong in my head. Yep, so. Yep. so he hurts himself-ish, but he wants to stay in, it goes to PK's, and Sari is like, no, buddy, <laughs> you're out, I'm putting Willie Caballero in. And the, and there's a standoff. He for, just like doesn't move, and he he no, shakes his finger. Shakes his finger. Wait, was it the Matumbo type finger finger? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah not of. quite with as much. It was more vigor than Matumbo. But, but then it's that. the then he does the calm down, calm down, arms up and down. Oh, because the fans are going crazy, right? Fans are going crazy. Sorry's trying to have some kind of control. The refs like, what the hell? What? The refs don't know what to do. Caballero's just standing there like, uh... David Luiz comes over. David Luiz. And then um, uh, Arspiro Goeta, I think, came over. But, yeah. Nobody, none of the other yeah. players are really doing anything. Well, yeah, though. they came over briefly and, like, covered their mouths and chatted with him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, like, and this like, goes like on... in the NBA, when they come over, they're about to throw their feet. Yeah, yeah. Sort of. And, and it, this goes on for a good two minutes, at least. No, four minutes. Four it minutes? It was, like, four minutes, yeah. It, was it past... The, so it wasn't added time then at that point then? No. no it, they, they, this was into the 29th minute, or 30th minute is when they tried to do the sub, and it just kept on going. And so finally, there's that standoff again, four minutes, and and Keppa wins. Yeah. 
He and stays on. He stays on, and Sari loses his shit. And yeah, like Sari comes out. Sari comes up to. At he first, comes out of the little technical box well, he, that he, he came. He came up yeah. at first, and he's like, "No, come on, come on!" And then Zola comes up, and he's like, "No, get off!" And then Zola looks at, at and Sari around, and says, "You have to go. Screaming. You have to tell him to get out of there." Yeah, yeah. And then Sari freaks out. He goes back to his seat, comes back up, and he's runs, like, "Get off!" He looks like he's running off the pitch. And then or yeah, he storms the into the toward the tunnel, yep. and then stops. No way. And then comes back. And comes back. Wow. And then. And then they have to do like the then the then eventually the game like ends and they have to do the PKs and he's got to like give the talk <laughs> and it's just like what are you going to say to the the total asshole who just completely did a public mutiny yeah. at Wembley and won it is a misunderstanding yeah so, so the amazing thing that I saw out of this I don't know I I, mean, I posted it on on Twitter and Facebook is some brilliant individual took a screenshot of Wikipedia where it tells uh, all of Keppa's. Uh, age stats, and then it gets down to position. You see this, yeah, manager, manager. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, that's crazy. So, like, so because, um, and I'm sorry because I totally missed this game, but I heard about it. But like, so he just literally said no and then stayed on. But you, but nobody on the team was like, yo, yeah, that, yo, that's, yo, that's the thing, so right? yo, their manager saying get out, get out. There is there is a complete lack of leadership and even caring in yeah. that team right wow. now like nobody gives a shit yeah man nobody. you feel bad for sorry i mean it was just like what can you do yeah. how can you do your job if if like the the keeper who was brought in to be your keeper you brought him in won't listen to you yeah it's 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 wild but wasn't there one more thing to this which was that that um the goalkeeper like had a huge howler during the penalty shootout and they lost because of him uh i don't know if I, I you could say that he should have saved one of them but he did it went directly under him he was like right there uh i, I saw a replay of this but it was yes very i mean yes i get you could i think yeah sure but i i would not call it quite a howler as much as okay. there was there was one that he could have saved and maybe caballero would have saved who knows what well, caballero what, was immobile so he wouldn't have saved it but um just kind of Awkward, I guess. <laughs> so it was, it was bananas. Uh, I mean, I don't remember seeing, yeah. it, especially the length, four minutes. Yeah, it, it, it seemed like it was shorter, but I believe you that it was four uh, minutes. I'm, I'm, and maybe I've like, I mean, it, it, it certainly brain. felt that. But, long. Um, yeah. So anyway, other, other little bits of news. Um, I know people are really, uh, really interested in. One of you is interested in White Hawk FC. Uh, as we said, they His got, they, Wes. they got, yep. Uh, and Greg, me and Greg, ah, go Greg. uh, they got relegated from the seventh division last year. They were in bottom, uh, of the eighth division in England. Uh, they had no wins between, uh, September 1st and February 1st and Yikes. they've won, they've won three in a row now. They are fourth from the bottom. They're out of the relegation. Nice. So, there you so. go. Another group out of the relegation, Newcastle United is in 14th. So I'm happy. And, yep. and, uh, and I'm really, really on the bat. You know, I, I, I knew Amiron was a good player. I'm not now that he's out of Atlanta. I can finally cheer yeah. for him. Yeah. So I'm all I'm all under the Amiron watch, and he's been uh, he's he's been proving the the naysayers wrong so far. So it's it's, well, it's good for super us. sub. It's good, uh, we good, had him good for him and good for the league MLS. So yeah, yeah we had him on the uh, at the bar the other day, and um. You know, he hits the. He tries to chip the keeper and hits yeah, the post. Yeah, hits the post, and the next person uh, hits the post. It's yeah, like, I mean, it, he had a great game. Drew a red. I mean, he was amazing. And I guess that he, you know, he set up. Uh, what was it? Uh, one of the English podcasts I just listened to was that he he had he created six chances in one game, which is like the most any Newcastle player has played has has created in one game. And still hasn't played a full since 90. The, they got back up to the Premiership. Yeah. So has anyone uh, checked in on that pundit who was like, "I haven't heard of him. He's terrible." <laughs> oh, uh, it was um, Danny Mills. What's that dude think? Uh, I don't know. What's that dude think? I'm sure, now? he got so ripped by Americans. But uh, Minnesota, so, so. Minnesota United uh, announced their uh, their friendly against Hertha Berlin. That's uh, going to happen May twenty second. Um, and how I know is that my rep called me and told me about that. Look about that. You know, yeah. Shout out to Matt for calling me and catching me at a good time and telling me about <laughs> that I actually have tickets for that game. So. Look at this guy butt kissing over here. Yeah. Hey, uh-huh. hey, hey, hey. He might hey, throw me hey, some free hey, stuff hey. here. Um, <laughs> what's funny trying about to this, get us Trying to get us some sort of sponsorship. What's funny about this, they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, hey, hey, 
No backwash on that, okay? So uh, what's funny about this is that Hertha are not really one of the the big uh, um, Bundesliga teams. They are kind of uh, a, a decent team. They've got Jonathan Klinsmann on their team. Uh, um, and, you know, I kind of expected like a, a Bayern Munich or something like that. Um, oh, really? Th- but they... Yeah, because because we you're know that the B squad or the C squad. No, because the, the, no, Allianz, you've got the Allianz connection. You've got um, Doctor Bill has connections with Bayern Munich. That's what the oh, first okay. first European team he went to visit to get when he bought Minnesota United. Um, yeah, but I mean, this is going to be interesting in part because you know we've had like Saprissa, Leon teams that I'm not particularly interested in. The the Mexican U23s. Swansea. Swansea. Uh, Swansea, that's right. Swansea was good. Swansea was good. Burnley. Burnley was ages but, ago. Yeah. Yeah, everyone but Swansea. So I forgot Swansea. I'm sorry. That was great. Apologize um, again. But this, this is like a team that I will probably never see, would otherwise never see live. Right. Um, and so I think it'll be a blast. And I, the first I'm, time in the U.S. I, yeah, and I have not been... I'm not usually... I usually skip the international friendlies. Uh, I think I went to see the Leon game... And I didn't see that one. No, that was about it. Um, uh, in Swansea, so so this is cool. I'm excited about it. Um, so much positivity. Speaking of uh, Germany, FC St. Pauli are in fourth place yeah, in the Bundesliga. So two. close. Um, they have three. So f- I thought that we were done with all the matches that that are like decent, worth watching because they're all at like six a.m. There's three potential matches. I know there's some FC St. Pauli l- listeners out there. Three potential matches that we could watch. One is March 10th, my birthday, 7:30 a.m. I'll be Uh-oh. opening. The, I'll be opening the bar open, early anyway. I, is there a private stream for that or something? No, it's on. It's like Fox soc, m- Soccer Match Pass. Oh, really? I can put on. Yeah. I don't even have. To uh, March 7th or March 16th is a 7 a.m. game, and then there's a Friday 12:30 p.m. game, March 29th. If you want to see one of those games, hit me up because I want to open up for something. But um, I know that like most people. Are gonna pick one of those. So, um, well, if it's on your birthday, I'll stop by for that. Okay. Lastly, Sandy Foundation. Uh, they had their gala for goals. Yeah, uh, you guys were yep. all dressed yeah. up, dressed to impress. Yeah. Um, Sandy Foundation. For for those who don't know, like in the Twin Cities, Sandy Foundation ten years ago was just Tony Sane's Like, hey, I'm gonna use my. I'm gonna be a, no longer a pro player anymore, so I should do something and give back. And now it's gotten to be this thing where at at the River Center in downtown St. Paul, they put on this huge banquet that, um, you know, has a, a cocktail hour at the beginning, you know, has a seated dinner, everyone's in suits. Yeah, it's um, fancy. It's fancy. And, and the Sandy Foundation is now, I, I mean, they're not just putting on like coaching clinics and stuff. They've helped create a master's program that is trying to get more... Uh, uh, people of color teaching in our schools and stuff like that. They do some amazing stuff, and I'm Dope. I'm totally blown away by by Tony and what they what they do. And I really just want to give people. I think that people should think about them more and and uh, you know get involved or or whatever. Um, but the gala for goals happens every year. Uh, last year it was snowed out. Um, this year just a little snow, and it, it's it's great. It's really fun, and. Um, yeah. So I, and they raised six hundred thousand um, dollars uh, through the through all their they big get, do all these big silent auctions that are like, well, I'm not going to bid seven thousand dollars for a personal chef for a night, but cool. I I love hey, that. Yeah, no. Which people want to and and the final thing about Sandy Foundation is you see they bring up all their all everyone who works for them goes up and I'm you know it is like eighty percent people of color working for working for the foundation. And uh, just, uh, I guess I'm not used to I'm I'm not used to seeing a company like that um, put on such a big show and have a room that was a lot of rich people, but also pretty diverse, considering the fact that it was rich. Uh, you know, it was meant to be. It wasn't all rich people. Like I, I, I was there. <laughs> you were douchebags like me. Wait, you dressed up fancy. I know Bruce was I, there. I had him earlier. Yeah, he, Bruce. He uh, Bruce McGuire yep. wore a. A sport coat. Not a boy. Say so, what? Yeah. Is there, Let me ask is there any incriminating evidence of this? Uh, yeah, there's there's a photo of us together. Right. What were some of the uh, the cool items that you enjoyed? I, I, I mean, I. Not that you got. There, anything, I mean, one of the items was uh, was maybe you, did get you could you could uh, fly with the team with Minnesota United um, to the Seattle game. 
and you would stay in there uh, in on the plane with them. You'd stay in the same hotel as them, et cetera, and get tickets or whatever. And it went for like five thousand, six thousand bucks or something. And, there you go. Um, there's a lot of smaller things like yeah, so um, jerseys, and yeah. autograph photos yep. and things. So it's yeah, really cool. Tony Sonic Foundation is doing some really interesting stuff, specifically over on the east side where they have the Conway Rec Center, mm-hmm. and they're trying to put together some some fields together for to be yep. able to use it. I think that's something that a lot of like I've said before is that, that the city is missing is just accessibility to field space. Yeah. So I'm um, I'm really supported on that aspect of it. Yeah. And so hopefully we'll we'll see what develops in the next couple of years for for those plans. But also, you know, um, it's, it's it's a really good opportunity to be able to get involved with soccer and give back. And, and they hire a lot of young adults to be their coaches. You know, right. they, yeah. So they're giving these kids jobs. You know, sixteen year olds, seventeen year olds right. who have jobs and responsibilities, and like it's just a, a, much, a majority of these people are people from the community that they yeah, serve from. Right. Like, yeah. I remember like a bunch of Como High School soccer varsity players were like doing the clinics, and mm-hmm. that's, like my kids were like, "Oh yeah, I've seen them before." Yeah, they, and so yeah. That, that's that's one of the things. So if you get a chance to sign up for the clinics, you actually do pretty decent stuff. So I was going to say, let me make this little tie in here. Tony Sane, former Hertha Berlin player, ninety nine two thousand one. Oh, that's right. Boom. I don't know Look why I didn't. Bit. Look okay. at you. All right. And on that, we're going to take a break and come back and do a uh, Minnesota United preview. Let me start back this uh, segment with a little plug. So this weekend, Saturday. March 2nd, it's like a whole day grand reopening for uh, the Black Heart of St. Paul. I know... Let's make some carnival uh, sound. Yeah, I know it's <laughs> annoying. <laughs> I, I feel bad, like, uh, talking up my own crap here, but uh, at the same time... Let's do it for you. Shameless yeah. Shameless so, uh, we start at 9 a.m. There's Man U versus Southampton, Bournemouth versus Man City. Uh, just about any other game you want to watch any day. Like, if you're a, cha- a fan of an English championship team, we have ESPN Plus that we can put on one TV for you. You can bring your buddy and yell at the TV. Um, or we'll put it on the big screen if no one else is watching something. Uh, so, But then at 11.30, we're doing soccer trivia brought to you by David Zeller from the Daves I Know. He'll be leading that up, and um, it, it, that's your chance to get uh, get your hands on home opener tickets, uh, tickets to the Gold Cup. Um, we've got swag. Um, Talisman Caps gave us a hat. Um, got some uh, World Cup branded like Peace Coffee shirts and stuff. We also have uh, you know gift certificates, etc. Um, then you know for the less soccery stuff is we'll have like Mayor Carter and former Mayor Coleman and uh, Mitra Jalali Nelson, our council member, and Tony Sane, and hey, Pablo nice. Campos. I got uh, them as our, right? as our bartenders um, no, from one. So, so they all know how to make Chilcanos. That's all I'm asking. Uh, we will have an assistant bartender with them. Ah, man. Yeah, you can ask, go order Ask it. the Brasileiro for a Chilcano. Let's see yeah, how that goes. I will. <laughs> but I, I do want there, by the time I come back, I will ask the Bra- Brasileiro for a Chilcano. So, and then the, obviously the Minnesota United game is at five o'clock uh, versus Vancouver. And so everyone, please come out. After that, there's like karaoke and then there's a drag show. So just like drink, hydrate and pace yourselves. <laughs> um, but uh, I do want to tell you guys, we will have maybe a segment on this eventually. I was doing a tasting with the guy who's helping us build our cocktail menu. <coughs> and he was like coming up with these kind of... Uh, um, his his theme was like, oh, well, I'll, I'll name these after some famous soccer players, but he didn't know soccer very well. So he kind of just like, you know, picked very obvious things. Uh, there was a, um, a, a Cachaca Negroni uh, that he called the Pele. And I was like, well, obviously that's going to be called the Ibsen. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, duh. Uh, but so anyway, eventually we'll... I, I'll, as long I'll, as we don't name anything after Alexis Gomez, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, obviously. obviously. Uh, they, but the Ibsen will always, you'll order it. And then it'll always show up at a different part of the bar. Nice. It's made. <laughs> so that's part of it. But um, but some of it, some of it is, some of it is uh, we'll have to uh, we'll have to uh, solicit some uh, some uh, feedback on the on them because there there's things that are like you know it's based on a, a type of uh, you know country. There's a German one that's that has some German bitters for an old fashioned, and so you know that has less funny but maybe it's beckenbauer or something i'll i'll, I'll bring the the list in sometime and, and we'll do that on a future podcast but um, i'm imagining a uh, sammy and jock 
themed drink. <laughs> ah, yes. Half the time, it's the best cocktail you've ever had, and the other half the time, it's just it just a, goes to another person in the bar. <laughs> it's just a je- it's just a jelly jar. It's full of jelly. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta oh, have some of these backup drinks. It's endless. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we'll we'll have a, a. There was one that that um uh, that is a mezcal drink, and so we were gonna try to find a, a like a Mexican player for it or something like that. And um and I was like, oh well, we could have it be the the Miguel Ibarra, and it's a, a drink that that uh you have to yell at in an English accent and and insult in an English accent. You're the worst drink of all time. I'm never gonna play you. You're terrible. Anyway, that's that's the, <laughs> the Michele bar. We can make a whole different podcast on this whole thing. This is this is so ripe. Like the how about the uh, Jason Mora drink, which appears every other week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. We we discontinued it and then suddenly brought it back for no. Yeah, or no. Are, are you are you going to be taking as well in like I don't know bids or suggestions for like the next Saints? Is that something yeah. going to open up then? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we, we have the Buzz Lagos uh, Saint. We'll do one for the Gold Cup. So we'll do an American, okay. like a, a an American player for and that's that. That's going to be all up on social media at one point where people can go ahead. Yeah, and, I'm not, I haven't figured out bid or or not bid, but like suggest vote. or yeah, vote yeah. Or, or yeah, I haven't figured out what the voting mechanism is going to be. Maybe I'll just open it up to um, Wonderwall people who want to vote or something like that. I, I don't know. Um, anyway, yeah, if you've got, if anyone else has, uh, um, branded, uh, cocktail suggestions, you definitely send them to me. Um, uh, yeah. So let's talk about Minnesota United FC. Uh, let's see. Manone, the news is back that Manone will be back with the team Wednesday. Um, hashtag Chaco watch, uh, Chaco. We do not know about Chaco <gasps> I've yeah, not, and, no, and he Chaco hasn't put watch, Chaco so. on Instagram in the last day or two. Dun, dun, dun. Um, does he start? Alex, is he? Would you put him? You're the you're our goalkeeper guru. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I think that you also have to factor in the fact that he has been in season. Um. So you know you can you can argue that the preseason was a little bit less important. I think that it's really like communication with players is really important for a goalkeeper. Uh. And I mean, I would love to see Dane St. Clair start. Everyone knows I would love to see that happen, but. <laughs> I think that Manone will absolutely start. You're, you're getting, you're getting laughed, his at, pedigree laughed at off the mic. Decision is, 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 Just by one person. It, yeah. Do we call it the, the, the Wyatt Olmsberg endowed chair for who is Alex Schieferdecker going to obsess about Heath not playing? Or was it was there someone before Olmsberg? There had to be. Um, yeah, I mean, there's always one, right? I, I just... <laughs> I, I, think, I think that this chair gets awarded... Once it becomes clear that Minnesota is bad, and then I shift from like, let's try to make the playoffs mode to let's just play young people and make the playoffs next year mode. Was was Greenspan so. on your obsession list? No, not really. <laughs> Maybe he should have been because he then became USL Defender of the Year. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I didn't obsess about him as much. Okay. So we're gonna carry three goalies then. Is that what I'm, what we're saying? We're not gonna send one over to. I, I, mean, I don't think I so. Mean, you know, you I think know. you may Madison, send send him every once in a while. Yeah, Madison starts the season a little later, right? So I mean, I think that that brings the, up the whole what's happening with Bobby Shuttleworth. Right, right, exactly. So the the question is, Bobby Shuttleworth did not uh, play in those last two friendlies um, because of personal issues, and it would be stupid for us to speculate about them, but. We'll do it anyway. Of course, we will. partially. Um, you know, I, I don't. I guess it, it is a, a good question to say, like, well, if he's not going to be happy in this f- number two position and he's going to want out, are we going to sign a kind of last minute, like an Alex Cap? You know, just find a, a third person as a body or something. Um, no, I think there are plenty of of like replacement level goalkeepers around. That we could sign. Where would Bobby go, though? I mean, is is an MLS team going to give him a start? Maybe, maybe he could go to a USL team and get a start. You know, somewhere that's that, that, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, so, so right now, then, I don't know. So right now, should be clear Bobby, that is Bobby is, is Bobby could a number something. two or is Bobby right, number right, three? Right. That's yeah. a good question. And Alex, you're a good yeah, point. Personal that, issues. We have no idea what it means. Yeah. I think. I think it is safe to say that um, Bobby is would not be happy in this number two role having someone brought in above him, 
And now we've seen Dane St. Clair play a couple games. Uh, and Well, we didn't see the, the one against Orlando, but he has uh, played that number one role. And, um, Looks you know, all right. yeah, sure. I mean, I, I, it's hard to say I, what you can get from that, but he was out there. Stopped some PKs. He, yeah, he stopped some PKs. And so. Um, he clearly took advantage of his opportunity. In yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which is all you can say for. You know, first year goal. Well, I mean, if you if you would, I, I don't know if Bobby. I don't know. I I can't put myself in Bobby's mind, but just worth remembering that the last two years he has started the season as the number two goalkeeper, yeah. and because of the play of the number one or injuries, he's become the number one. Right. So, right. you know, I I think as if you're a goalkeeper, you know how this this is how it works, right. um, and I I think that you know. Fido Minotti maybe, you know, gets a boot to the face in the first game and we have to bring Bobby back in. I mean, it, soccer is, is funny in that way. So, yeah. And I agree. I mean, I, I think, I think as, as he's known as, you know, Vito is uh, number one and Bobby is number two. And then you keep the young guy, uh, number three, just trying to get him playing opportunities, wherever that may be. And you don't know what the rotation might be. You don't know what's going to happen out there. And so you just got to keep your options open. And I think Bobby's open-minded, and he has been for the past couple seasons, of how that works. And so, like, my ranking is one, this is that way, one, two, and three. And uh, I really like Sinclair. I, I, if, you, if you ever watch his, uh, you know, just his, his, uh, his films and his... Uh, you just watch him watch him play. He's really good handling his the ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. I just started, all like I that. just started thinking about the Dave's I know. Okay, it's last great, episode. Never mind. Great Anyways, yes. Uh I think he he's he, he handles he has got good hands on the ball when he gets it and he can distribute the ball. So yeah. I think he he's got a lot of promise. I really like it. Yeah. So um moving on then to um Rodriguez, uh, um, Angela Merkel is is still carrying something. <laughs> Romario scored two two goals in the last preseason match, the the closed door scrimmage, um, where we beat the champs, right? The champs of the beat the, oh, yeah. beat the champs oh. didn't get the trophy. We beat the champs yeah. of the Invitational, so yeah. we're better than the champs yeah, of sure. the Invitational. Um, so he, I, I think it's fair to say that he will start this weekend. You know, my my assumption is that right now the starting lineup Which is, is kind of amazing. Is exactly what we've seen uh, oh. with MLS had a, and had an article about about the lineup. And uh, did anyone get a chance to look at that one? Uh, not well, yet, they no. had they they predicted the exact same lineup. They don't know anything more than we do. No, right. Um, so I think Romario but, was up top. And they just then, they just slide yeah. into DMs of 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 people. Uh, I mean, like smart people. They they're like they slide into DMs of people in market and say who's right. going to start. I mean, it, it was it, we would have a double bar. Darwin Schuler was playing yeah. on the left, and so and so then the same attack we the same lineup yeah. we've seen basically it's in the pretty past much yeah games. I think so, and I think it's what you go with until you until you find out what what. What Kevin or Ethan can can give you yeah. when they're back yeah. in shape, well, and then in you theory that's what you do during preseason. But mm. mm-hmm. well, 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 when everything well, they did it, you know at least got forced into uh, yes, to starting true. Romario yeah. in this role, and I, I think that partial credit. Yeah, sure, most. whatever. I mean, but yes, I agree. I'm I'm with you, but I'm remember positivity here, Alex. Oh, sorry. Or at least I'll do positivity, and you can do Schieffer Decker things. You be the angel, and I'll be the devil <laughs> yeah, on the shoulder. Yeah. But um, yeah. you know what? What I like about this is that first of all, it makes me look like a genius because I said uh, on the uh, New Year's pod that Romario would end up being the starting striker by so humble uh, middle of the season. Well, I'm obviously, uh, <laughs> and um, but what I, uh, I, I like, hear, it, keep, I just keep hearing noise coming from that. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what yeah, it yeah, is, yeah, but yeah. it's just noise. What I like though is that this makes the team uh, better. Well, it it makes the counter <laughs> yeah. really work. Obviously, we know um, Quintero really likes to counter. He's very fast and he's very good at um, moving the ball quickly. Uh, also, being one on one, and then Ibarra is pretty fast, but also very good at then doing that kind of Which uh, great counting role. Uh, Miguel, Miguel. Okay. Romario is Romario. Miguel is Ibarra or okay. Miguel. Um, that's, that's just for future reference. That's how I'm doing this. Um, so that's, you've got these three fast, uh, counter attacking guys. Yeah. Um, he fits into that for sure. I, I really like that. Um, and you've got, you've got the team set up to defend better, um, and actually get the ball then forward to these guys. I think that I, I can see that 
as a, and Christian Ramirez could not do that counterattacking, right? So I could see that as a, hopefully, this is what I'm hoping, I'm being aspirational and positive. Hopefully that could be an identity that we could actually see. Because we, you know, we've talked about yeah. many times, we've not seen a real tactical identity from this team. And that could be one that could work some of the times. Obviously, <clears throat> when we're more at home, we're going to have to have a little bit more possession and stuff. And maybe that's where uh, Angela Merkel comes in and kind of forces forces austerity oh. on that needs to become some sort of wow. hashtag. That's pretty good. I like that. That was oh, that needs to become some sort of hashtag. Well played. Yeah. Well played. I think that Romario has more to offer than just counter attacking. Um, what I like about him from the short period of time that he started um, last year was two things. A, he did the thing that Christian does, which is he, he did not confine himself only to playing between the center backs. Yeah. He was willing to roam. And I think that what Christian showed and, and what the sort of transition from Christian to Angelo showed last year was that um, we need that the former style and not the latter. Um, and I, all, I think that he, as a winger, he, he has a good timing for diagonal runs in behind. And we don't need to be in a transitional situation to make that happen. Um, the final thing I'll, I will say about, about though that about attacking in transition is that there's also a certain logic to Schuller playing as the left wing in that situation because all of his offensive output, all of Rasmus's offensive output comes with late runs into the box on balls that sort of right. bounce out basically. Right. Um, and he does seem to have a timing um, for sort of runs at the back post or runs at the top of the box that come late and surprise the defense. Uh, and, you know, I think that he's mainly playing in that left wing position um, to provide a little bit more defensive solidity and to give Calvo an opportunity to attack. But I don't think that he is dead weight on the counter as well. I think that there's some interesting... I just think that it's mm -hmm. an interesting setup. Um, and I think Alex has been reading my tweets. I, th I think the positivity. It'll just be funny spreading. to see what happens away against. We all Vancouver. have you muted, man. Why I can't hear myself. All the way. Um, let me. So let me also add this to it. it uh, you know, I saw um, uh, Miguel at the at the Sandy Foundation. He like um, I tweeted this out, but it was very cool. He got off the plane and came right to the Sandy Foundation to because he wanted to support them. And um, just briefly just chatted, you know, chatted how, how things were going. And um, one of the things that he said was, um, I, I made some sort of comment about the defense um, being good. Uh, and he was like, uh, Metonier is the real deal. He was just like, he is so good. And I, I like, he just said to me, this is what Miguel said. He said to me, don't worry about defending. You go and do your thing or whatever. And um, and he was, so Miguel is just very impressed with him, huh. which, you know, Metnir is like, uh, for us, uh, the player we've seen that the least. And, in the rough. you know, he was hitting some really good crosses on super rookies, extreme granny periscopes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and so, so yeah, so it, it is like, it, that was good to hear because I, I, you know, I had also heard good things from people inside the team saying like, yeah, you know, Heath was raving about how good Metonier was, but you know, I, I don't ever know how to read the stuff like that. So that, that made me feel really good, right? If you, if you have this, we already are talking about how good, uh, Opara and Alonzo are going to be for that team. Yeah. And what's, what's funny also is that like, we haven't really, people are not really talking about Calvo, right? Yes. Calvo, you yes. no, yes. but like, yes. but as as a like, oh, who's going to be the most important? Blah blah blah. All these things. Oh, in like, that sense, yeah. You know, like Calvo has like not really been, which is kind of a good spot, right? You want to, yeah. you want to improve upon. I'm I'm not saying that is a thing that Calvo's no, not no, good, I, but I like you want to improve. He on has him. more freedom to kind of do well, and, to, yeah, to and, do his and, thing, and like he, you want to have better players than he has your less, last yes. best players, right? He has sure. less pressure sure. and less 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 yeah. pie of the limelight, so then he That's has to be able to be. More yeah. of that, and that's I think the other thing is that Schuler plays on that, so he can on the left wing, so he up. can so he can have that that flexibility to pull up as we saw towards the end of the season, but also at the same time through some of the preseason games we've seen how how Ozzy likes to feed whoever is going up that wing and direct that traffic and get yeah. that ball out quickly to the wings. So it 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 it's it's looking interesting. 
So let me ask you another question about the lineup then. Uh, if Finley, Molino, and uh, Rodriguez are fit today, mm. how do they fit into this team? I was going to ask that about Rodriguez. I mean, what happens if if we assume Romario now is, is the number one? What happens with him? I think we assume that Romario is temporarily the number one. And I think we assume that he has a chance to win the job. Um, but I do think that if, if, if he doesn't score and Rodriguez is healthy, I think Heath will put Rodriguez back in. Hmm. Which is what he usually yeah. has been meaning to do. Like whoever, whoever, if one's not working, uh, he puts the other one in. I think Romario will have a shorter leash than he would if he was the incumbent number one, basically. Yeah. Uh, right, and, but Romario has, has more options to be played. He can play in the wing, right? Uh, Ange- yeah, exactly. Angelo, Angelo has one not. position only yeah. in one job. And so right. if Angela doesn't, doesn't produce this season six games in and doesn't score, it, I think I think that there's a conversation of of are we not already in a search for another striker? We should be digging somewhere looking for for another striker. At well, they, no matter what, you're they should always be digging for another player in a lot of the. You know, yeah. I would say even starting this season, you're thinking about okay, we still need to be looking for a striker. We probably need to be looking for a DP winger. Uh, we probably we need to be looking for a, for, for, a, for a new number six, yep. right? Still need to be looking to improve those fullbacks yep. um, and keeper situation. You know, you've got they. You always have. I mean, just about every position because we have no depth on this team, right? Um, well, but l- that goes me, to the Finley and, Mo- and yeah, Molino yeah. So, thing so, so if Finley and Molina are fit, and maybe Alex, I'll ask you about Molina, your favorite. Um, <laughs> if Molina was fit today, right? He had a great pre, you know, as good of a preseason as anyone else. Um, where, how does this lineup look different? Does he go in for Schuler suddenly, or how? Does, what does that look like? I, um, that's hard to say. I guess it's hard to say based on. I'm not. I'm going to pretend that that he didn't have a preseason, but he was just magically fit today, um, or magically became fit next couple weeks. I, I think that he is Quintero's backup, um, and I think that if the team starts struggling to score, then you then you're going to see tinkering on the wings uh, with opportunities for Molino and, and Finley to replace uh, Miguel and. Um, and uh, and Schuler and 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 then Romario would then be in the mix as well for the wings, um, but I think that those guys are Molino and Finley. But I think that those guys are are currently on the bench, and I think that Molino's is mainly on the bench as a replacement for Quintero as, as sort of a second striker position because I think that the wings are are far deeper than that central attacking attacking role. I, I guess I would add to that, which is that um, you. I also could Im- imagine uh, a scenario where Molino and Quintero are playing as both as strikers. You know, they they in in a kind of weird weird universe. Oh. Um, yeah, that's weird. I don't, don't want to imagine that scenario. Yeah, I'm that, not that, so sure that, about that'd that. That'd be a mess. Well, I mean, mind. we don't have that many strikers, guys. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I, I yeah have, but at the same time, depends. I mean, like, I mean, last year, well, most of the most of the pre- most of the last two seasons, you know. The offense went through through Molino, so it makes more sense that the offense goes through Quintero, who will be replaced, and Molino would be the the, the, the sure. obvious choice for that aspect of it. I don't. I just. I feel like we do kind of forget that Abudan. Like I know Abudan Lati's injuries are almost a almost a, Glass, a parody man. at this point, but he had a very good first season despite some injuries. He did, and, and yeah, he sort of you know uh, maybe uh, we just don't really know with him, but. Yeah. He's on the depth chart. I think Mason Toy is on the depth chart. Obviously, obviously, but I think right now it's got to be uh, Rodrigo's or Romario. And I'm, I'm here. I'm here. By the way. <laughs> Rodriguez. Sorry, sorry. Rodrigo is um, Rodriguez and Romario. You're on the depth chart. And you're on, I'm the, on the depth chart. That's right. <laughs> and uh, and then like and then you have real question marks over Toy. I think and Toy a, would and start then. I think Toy would be the third. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and then so, fin- so Finley- Alex, if Angelo Angelo struggles, and do, does that bump that toy to what two over over Dunlady? Oh yeah, who knows? I don't know. But but I'll, I'll say this about Molino. Um, I hope that Heath and the team get to the point where 
Darwin can be subbed off, right? Very early on, it was very obvious yeah. that he was not 90 minutes ready, but he's your new DP and he is the only person capable of magic. So you got to keep him on. Molino, you know, we, we try to, I think we all try to remember together, collectively remember how good he was that first year. Um, and that like, if you had him coming off for 20 minutes and you have this new guy who is a great attacking talent, he doesn't have to be the only thing going on. I think that he'd be a great bench, bench 10 Super sub. as well as someone who, you know, we're chasing something and you put him on for Schuler, and you've got another guy coming in from the wing. Um, same thing with, with Finley has a great engine to him. Uh, if Miguel is not working, you, you sub him in, but, but I guess what I'm saying is we not, none of us see those guys as we all see them as number twos in their roles and maybe they'd, they'd be find a way to number one, but they're, they're number twos, right? Yes. Uh, they just have to right prove now. that they haven't lost a step as well, yeah. which is going to be tough for them. It's not yeah. exactly fair, but it's the way it is. So I've got some preseason pre preview questions in for you. Uh, I want you to all go around. What's the one thing you're most excited to see this year? And I'll say this to, to take this off my own plate. You're not allowed to say uh, Cloud City or Allianz Field. You're not allowed to say the, the stadium. We don't work for the team, so. Well, because it, it, no, they're hiring, it's very right? Obvious. They're hiring. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll start with you, Eric. What, what's the, what is the one thing this season you're most excited to see? With the team, man, I'm I'm looking at the can I combine the de- defensive midfielders and the back line and just sure. say yeah, yeah. general defense? Yeah. Defensive like, what, what about it? Like what do what what do you want to see in the stadium? You're watching it there. What do you want to see there? Just really good communication, uh a lot better general defense, uh fewer goals against. Um <laughs> <laughs> Alex laughed. Yeah. <laughs> um you know, it's not a, a, a huge demands. I mean, it's kind of some bare minimum stuff, but just like literally everything. Yeah, 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 literally everything. Just don't be bad, guys. Don't just be stop bad. It. Yeah. yeah, but you I really see defense. That's right. That's I, want I really to want to see these guys. I really want to see what Opara and Ozzy and even Gregush should probably be involved in that. And then the guys we know, uh, Metaner, you mentioned too. I just I want to see what they can do and, yeah. and hopefully defend. There's a uh, the by by the way um, with uh, Gregush remind me of the the Gregush special we're gonna run we're working on one for Ozzy Alonso who I who um, I'm again picking guys who we don't think are gonna score that often but there's a um, Seattle uh, vodka or uh, tequila company um, owned by a Minnesota United fan and so uh, he wants it's called Sparkle Donkey Tequila. <laughs> and he wants us. To, so we're talking to them about maybe uh, doing a special for. So what? What's the connection between Ozzy and Tequila? So Ozzy, nothing other than he's from Seattle. He's in Seattle now. So Seattle's the only connection. Seattle, and then like you're trying to go to drink Cuba. You're trying exactly. To, That's yeah, what so I'm trying we don't. To do. Yeah, we don't. No. So yeah, Tequila is is not really the connection other than. I would like to call Ozzy Alonso a sparkle donkey and have a sparkle donkey special. <laughs> Dios mío, eh, Dios mío. Maybe we can get him, with the, get the, get him a jersey with that on the back of the jersey. <laughs> and then I get banned from answering donkey. questions by Dave Zeller. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, so uh, Rodrigo, what, what's, what's the one thing What's the one thing you want, you're most excited to see this year? Uh, I really want us to – I'm really excited to see how this offense is going to click. Uh, we finally have depth, at least in the wings – we have two super subs who hopefully will be healthy within the first couple of away games to be able to produce. Um, I want to see how Darwin, uh, Romario, uh, and Miguel, and also how, how Gregorish gets into it. But I'm, I'm really, I'm really want to look to see how Ozzy responds into his role. And, and I, I've, I've been liking to see how he's... He is quickly directing traffic and trying to get the ball out quickly to the wings. So I'm excited to see what our wing play will look like, and also well as a, as, a, as a attacking. Uh, um, I think there's uh, we've we've proven to have that speed. We've proven to be dangerous when we do that uh, that quick play and the the one two go and 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 the and the overlap runs and the crosses that Miguel is getting better and better at. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm also hoping. Uh, and I know this is going against the rules, but one thing, 
Okay, I just want tacos <laughs> at the stadium. Okay, all right, there you go. I don't know if there's. I don't see. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know if there's, there's a tacos. list of vendors yet, but I want tacos at the well, stadium. Well, they are doing it all in house, right? So they're not. They're not doing. I um, just want tacos at the stadium. Okay, there we go. Um, if there's if there's a specific uh, taco truck that we need to get at the bar, you need to tell me. Tapatia. Okay, great. So, uh, Alex, uh, Eric picked defense. Rodrigo picked offense. I guess there's only one choice for you. Goal. I don't know, but... Two choices. Do you have a specific one thing rather than an entire concept like defense and offense? Well, I, I, have, a, I have a concept, but it's not an area of the field. Oh. Um, I, I want to see what Minnesota United soccer looks like. Um, it's been two years, and we have bounced between, you know, four or five, maybe, tactical identities. It's been completely... The team has lacked a motivating idea. The team has lacked any kind of tactical preparation for two years. And I guess the the excuse, which I'm not quite sure I buy, but for the purpose of this, I'll buy it, is that the, the roster hasn't been good enough. The team hasn't had the players with which to execute a real vision for how to play the game. And that excuse goes away this year. We have yes, the players. We have a good lineup. We have a team that should make the playoffs. For your plan. And it's now incumbent upon, if you know, I think that the coaching staff was not able to execute whatever their vision was with previous year's lineups. This is the year in which they have to do that. And I, if, if that vision really does exist, I'm excited to see it. I guess the one thing I'll I'll just say mine mine is super specific. I put this on on Twitter the other day, but I I got really excited about the idea where like Miguel is going to finally not start on the bench, and he's going to Keep be it simple. Yeah, I like he's that. he's on the pitch, and he's going to be one of the main uh, prongs of the attack. He's and that's great. You know, I I compliments. Yeah, yeah, you. and I I you know I I make no bones about it. I love Miguel Ibarra. I think that. I think the world of him. I've I just love watching him play. Um, he, he's been here so long, etc. And so it's great. I love seeing him succeed. There's lots of other things I'm excited about, but I'll go with that one. That's a good one. What's it's so the, easy to cheer? For what's him. the biggest linchpin this year for this year's success? What's what is the one thing that if if it doesn't work, then we're all fucked and three year plan starts over again. It's the exact same thing it's been the past two years. Okay. The number eight and the number six. Okay. So, if, so well, I guess, so so. pin it down more specifically. Like, if Grey Goosh is good and Alonzo's bad, are we bad? And if Alonzo's good and Grey Goosh is, is bad, are we, you know, t- tell me about that. I'd, is, I'd, frame it, I'd frame it as, are they better than the sum of their parts or okay. not? And are they healthy? Right. Yeah. So that's, that's like our, because we talked about depth, right? We've signed like one player to fill all these key roles. If that player goes down, right. you know, we're in trouble. Um, so health is a constant issue with all these things. So I guess health is the biggest linchpin for this year's success. But assuming everyone is healthy, it's that midfield. It's got to work. But if there's one player who, only plays one game this year and then gets injured and is gone. Is that and 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 then like everything's depending on that. Is that Alonzo or is it Opara? Yeah, probably or, Alonzo. Yeah. Really? So I don't know. Who do you say? I would say if we lose Darwin, we're screwed. Okay. Yeah. So D- Darwin goes down day one, and that we would be scored yeah. virtually the same amount of goals the year before Darwin as we did the year with Darwin. Okay. All right. Eric, I mean, well, do you have any suggestions? Any any other nominations? I don't have any like these. You basically Alonzo, Opara, and Darwin are like the best. Yeah, I mean, nominees. I'm used, I, I go with the Alonzo thing, but I was going to say yeah. with the, the Darwin, uh, the Darwin uh, nomination, as it were. Uh, it, it is concerning, but I mean, we just had that whole conversation of the fact that we have the, some attacking depth. That if something did happen, I think for a short term. Something could be worked out. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think uh, Alex has 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 a big point, right? Health last year was was our main crippling issue, was right that we didn't and we it, didn't have we like we got we got screwed right out the bat. We had two major injuries to two of our 
to our uh, uh, role players, <laughs> our big role players, and the, the season just didn't never recuperated from that. And so, like, if something were to happen again into that sense, you know, it might be a really long season. But it depends again on the position, right? Because if, like I said, like you guys, we already talked about this, but if Darwin goes, there's there are options, right? Right. Who's if the- Ozzy and Gregush go? What yeah. happens? So l- let me let me move to another question. Then is who's the player who that won't start day one, but will end up starting later and become and find their way th- pushing in? Do we have a? Do we have a? Uh, uh, I'll answer for Alex. He'll say Saint Clair. Yeah. <laughs> no, I say uh, my answer. Is, my answer is Brent Coleman. Yeah. Um, All right. Because, or I guess Bobby Shuttleworth is the other good answer given oh. the history. Um. I just okay. think if you look at the lineup that we have projected on day one, I think that Michael Boxall is easily the most replaceable. Okay. Um, I, I mean, Schuler, Schuler in there, I, I, I wonder how long that Schuler at left uh, midfield is going to last. That's fair. That's and true. I, I, think, I think there's a, a real, you know, when I asked the Molino question earlier, there's a real chance that you see uh, the, the very traditional 4 2 3 1 with. Uh, Molino on the left as a kind of uh, uh, Molino will be on the right and Barra will be on the left. You think so, Miguel? Yeah. Yeah, you need someone to cover Calvo. That's I don't think Molino is a left-sided player. I, I thought when he, uh, I'm forgetting now. It's ages. He's ago. always a okay. right wing. For us. All right. Well, anyway, I I think you could see the the uh, Miguel and uh, Molino. The other wings. reason is if, if Metanier is really good at the defense. Then you want to put Molino in front of him because Molino gives right. the ball away. Yeah. And Miguel does not really give that, the ball that's away. That's a pretty good point. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, any other nominees for that? Okay. Um, sure. So now, now I guess the, who's the leading goal scorer? Best nominees, I guess, would be Darwin, but yeah. uh, Darwin, Romario. Are we, are we going with bold Mi- predictions? Miguel. Sure. Do whatever you want, man. It's your, your podcast. Wait, it's my podcast? It's everyone's podcast. I think, oh, I think, it's the I people's think so. podcast. Don't scare me like that. It's a, co- it's a collective, man. Alex, sorry. If, if Minnesota makes the playoffs and has a, the season that we all hope for, I think the leading goal scorer is probably Romario. Mm. And I think that if Minnesota has a kind of bummer season that's disappointing, the leading goal scorer is probably Darwin. So what I mean by that is yeah. basically, I think Darwin's going to score goals. The question is... Is the rest of the attack really working right. in the way that it needs to? Yeah, or so and Romario then, or Rodriguez. Well, let's not go too far. Yeah, oh. I, think, I, I think that. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, no, I, I mean, you know, honestly, you know, honestly, I, I, I think, I think Toy will score five to six goals. Really? Wow, that's yeah. that is a bold that is take. Bold. Like I, uh, two months later, we have a bold take. Yeah, be quiet over there. Um, <laughs> all right. So then, 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 finally, I want I want to go with this. Where does Minnesota United finish uh, this year? You know, last year they finished tenth. I think the year before they finished tenth, right, or whatever, yeah, or ninth, or whatever. Um, well, according to the other oh, no, you experts, got, you got it right here. Tenth. Well, tenth last year. I yeah. don't know what the year oh, before oh, the was. First one, yeah. But um, so w- where do they finish this year? Man, I want to believe they get that seventh, like that last playoff spot. I really do. Oh, shooting for the stars. <laughs> oh, here it comes. I, I mean, all, all the other experts, right, in, in comillas and quotation marks, are saying seventh. I, I, think, I think we, you know, we are better than last year. So I'm thinking, you know, uh, hopefully we sneak in. But uh, I'm, I'm more settled, more like a... Like like a eighth, two space two spaces up from where we were. So I'll tell you eighth. the the experts who are the most uh, um, down on Minnesota United and how they'll do this year say that it's because of Heath. They don't believe that Heath has what what it what it takes. Um, I'm in super positive mode, um, and I think sixth. Ooh. I think that. If I look at the teams below them, San Jose are a mess. Did, did we talk about this last week? No, it just just happened. Did you see that? Um, Almeida wants out. Um, <laughs> weird. Um, that uh, yeah, M- Matias Almeida already hasn't even played wants, a regular hasn't season played match. a regular season game. Wants out. Wants to go to Cruz Azul. Yep. Uh, that is awesome. So San Jose is a tire fire. <laughs> Colorado is 
Colorado. Um, Vancouver has uh, MDS, but they like completely revamped their team. There's so many question marks. I think that they will struggle. And Orlando is um, still a. Well, Orlando's in the East, though. So I don't I'm, really I'm care. just. Gonna, just, yeah. just Orlando yeah, they is are. just. Um, the and then, Revs might be the worst team in MLS this year. Which one? Alex? The Revs. Yeah. The Revs. I thought they'd be the worst team last year. That did not pan out, but they were pretty bad. But this year, they are. They had like the worst preseason of anybody. Yeah. I'm still in the West, though. Dallas kind of stop, a toss. Stop them. Dallas, bad team. I have a new coach, and they just jettisoned anyone over the age like 19. They're basically like, they're like uh, the Chivas Guadalajara, where like you can only play for us if you're Mexican, but it's like uh, if you're or or if you are eligible for the Mexican national team. This is if you're only eligible for the U19 team. <laughs> it's like the Lord of the Flies team, um, and then you. And then you've got um, Real Salt Lake. Who knows? They Seattle could, they, have no depth. Real Salt Lake could finish third or tenth. Um, Houston Dynamo, I think, will be decent because they're just solid. But I, what my point here is that there's a lot there's of like bad teams. Fi- tire fires, and like I know that we we are frustrated with our team a lot, but like our team is never. Mm, are we just? I'll tires rescind then? that. We rescind that. <laughs> we have been the tire fire at times. <laughs> But we are we're, last we're, year we're was with tires not fires. Yeah, last year was definitely not a tire fire. It was slash tires. Some slash. punk, some <laughs> punk kids came in like, well, like, oi, mate, the switchblade, you, you cut your tires, <laughs> mate. What's yeah. that accent of all of them? <laughs> it's it's a uh, young Heath. It's, uh, it's Harrison. Harrison. <laughs> it's Harrison. Harrison Heath sticking up for the slash team, slashing tires. No, you slashed our own tires, Harrison. Why are you doing that? <laughs> oh, Harrison. You what? Who are ya? Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so um, doesn't even have an axe. Yeah, so <laughs> I think that that Minnesota actually we have the team that like first eleven should do this. Look, we have no depth. We know that players are gonna have to go play different tournaments. We know that uh, uh, things someone's gonna get injured. So sixth, I think, uh, is a reasonable goal. We should make the playoffs this year. I don't. I, I think not making the playoffs this year should be considered a failure. And it, I agree. And but I guess we maybe we would all agree on that. But then we're just yeah. saying whether or not this year will be a failure or not. And I don't think it actually will be. I'm. I know. I'm. I'm saying. I'm trying to be positive because I am being positive. I'm super excited about this season. Like I don't know if you guys get get this feeling where like. Next Saturday, well, actually, next Saturday is the grand reopening, so I'm like, my brain will be fried. But in general, when I go to bed tonight, I'll be thinking about the season and yeah. thinking like, I love soccer so it's, much. It's I love Minnesota United, week, and it is so much fun to watch us win. And I know we won't see us win <laughs> very often, but but yeah, I let mean, me, I'm excited for let it. Let me ask you guys this, because I know that three of us, I don't know if you jumped in on Dunord's uh, before home opener prediction yeah. thing, Bruce did his five his five oh, he did. five away I, I, games. I've not been on social media. That so he did his five away games. How many points do you predict? Yeah, and all three of us. I didn't even see you guys we either. Seven. We all picked seven. Seven points. Yeah. yeah. Which is a lot for for I an know. away away. Well, yeah. I did it, and then I and like I normally do the last two or three times he's done this. I'm like, fuck, I don't like that. I I'm, I'm, I'm already three, having three. predictor's remorse. <laughs> but I, I think the one thing about it is we play. Um, San, San Jose, Jose, Vancouver, yeah. New England Revolution, um, LA, New York, LA Galaxy, and New York Red Bulls. Red Bulls, yep. Red Bulls are good. They will trounce us. Yeah. LA Galaxy are going to be better this year. They'll probably beat us. Um, the Revs, San Jose, and Vancouver, we should be all three of those teams. <coughs> but it's a way, it's travel, it's tough. Beginning of the year. I'm more concerned about Vancouver than I am LA. Exactly. That's what I was oh, going to say because Vancouver's always had. I just don't trust LA's roster. Do you think Vancouver, all of those players actually know each other's names yet? <laughs> <laughs> I like Marcos Santos. I, I know. I will Dude, did you not know like who, Marcos Santos? I mean, freaking the Peruvian and their team always has their number on us. Who? It's also really tough to play in Vancouver. That yeah. stadium is difficult. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, I'm saying those three teams, Vancouver, you should be able to go there and really frustrate them, come up with a game plan that Wait. Screws with the team that doesn't know so, each other. So you're but, predicting we're going to beat a, a California team? Uh, yeah, I know that's tough. No, no, that's no. no. San Jose. Time. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and San Jose are terrible. They are no better. They were, they were terrible last yeah, yes, year. Yes, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. 
on paper. On paper. But last year on paper, we like turded it up against uh, San Jose, and then we beat LAFC Twice. five to one. Twice. So I, you know, you can't. It, it, I'm what I'm saying is is one logic that I understand is destroyed by all the other logics that surround yeah. it. But I I choose to live. I mean, in, man, at this point, ties. Like I just get come home with ties. Just if come we home came with home points. with with four points. Would you be happy? I'd be sure. happy with three. I, I think three or less is is problematic. If we had three or less, and just get embarrassed in the home opener by NYCFC. Which is quite a possibility. Absolutely, it's a possibility. Then it's it's full on Heath out. I think. I think it's. it's up in flames. I, I but think, we're, think we're, we're being positive. We're being positive, Wes. I only seven points that I'm being positive. Seven points. No, seven points. If we get three points, and we act, and, and when we lose, we lose on like, you know, just not having the chemistry out there, not getting to know each other, but we actually put on a decent show. Then I'd be comfortable with that. Right, I think if we're seeing some sort of progress or people figuring, trying to figure out how to work with each other, then I then I feel okay with, with three points, right? But if it's oh three points gosh, and we're guys, getting... it's your three, <laughs> we need to win games. You're three, three. Hey man, seven points. Uh, I don't I, think there are moral victories anymore for Minnesota United. Uh, are, I'm going to do our to win or, or not. I'm going to do our Twitter questions uh, quick because uh, we we only had a few and uh, one. Uh, Steven C. Brandt says, what's the one thing uh, the team has to do to improve this year, not give up so many goals? Uh, Toby Seisler says, what? Be organized. Yeah, well. If, Be know. organized. Okay. <laughs> Toby Seisler says, what, who are the top three goal scorers by the end of the season? We kind of went through that. Darwin, Romario, and Miguel? Sure. Yeah, maybe. yeah I think that's probably like a good that. Hopefully. Shoot. Hopefully not Gregoosh. I can't. Can't do too many drinks. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you're just worried about your. <laughs> just worried about the drinks. I'm worried about pe- feeding my children. Uh, Brandon DePillis then says, "I've been thinking about Minnesota location and the dis- distance Minnesota has to travel for each away game and how it affects their away record. I'd be curious to see who travels the farthest and how the loons match up." That's not a question. That's two sentences, Brandon. But um, that's but more in, like a statement, right? Yeah, but in general, uh, Vancouver has the worst travel, right? They. It's isn't it, I just think it's like pretty well established, right? That Western teams have an advantage in in North American sports leagues. Um, really? Because they, yeah, because they, if if they play, if they go east and play, they're playing earlier in the day for them. But when Eastern teams go out west, they're playing much much later in the day. Oh, you know, and even in, in like when the time that they're normally sleeping. And I, I think that there's a pretty well demonstrated like statistical bias in favor of further west teams. Oh. So Brandon has like a decent point, which is that when Minnesota is in a western conference, it does have you know, I I, mean, I think this effect is probably much smaller than like having a good team, but I think that I think that Minnesota's at a slight disadvantage mm. because of its geographic location. I just think of that that cool map that came out a couple months ago where they put all the teams across all of Europe and the travel yeah. showing the distances. I mean that was that was a pretty amazing comparison to, to actually look at on top of on top of the entire European. Yeah, continent. we're like St. Petersburg, I think, yes. and to uh, Vancouver's uh, London or whatever. Um, One good thing is that Minnesota's I mean Minnesota's airport that MSP airport has direct flights almost everywhere. Right. Yeah. Which is not the case for some other teams. So, uh, hmm. do you have anything else? Uh, no, I just have some questions that people have been sending me, but one of them okay. is actually interesting. He's more uh, popular than us. Will, they, will the U.S. women national team ever come and play at Allianz Field? So, you guys think that's, that's I find that interesting. Do you think that's, that's going to be happening? I think it's in the works. It'll, it definitely right. will happen. Uh, they yeah, they want to do it. There's going to be post-World Cup games they always play. They do like their tour. Because I know last time they only came to U.S. Bank, and that was only like a one. And that was a big yeah. deal when they did come yeah. here. That, so so, so I, I'm I think, looking forward to that at least. Yeah. I think I, I would say I would put money that they will come post-World Cup. Sweet. Not a lot now of money. Now that we have a stadium, but, uh, hopefully the, the women's. Uh, what what is it the the name for the the loons women's team 
that people keep throwing around. Oh, the, the Grey Ducks? Yeah, that, that might the, be getting closer in the works. The fictional so. team. Yeah, it's I think we're still a couple of years from that. But um, Anything else? Uh, how long till Heath out? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no. We're going positive. We're going it's positive. Uh, Seven points. No. Uh, question about when are we going to find a really good striker? Uh, geez. Okay, we already tackled that. Um, when we go visit LAFC. Exactly. What would our best <laughs> midfield lineup be currently? Like if everybody, if everybody was healthy. That's it. I think we went over that as well. Yeah, we too, did. So yeah. yeah. So all right, I think that covers it. Let's uh, let's call it a day. Thank you, Eric, Rodrigo, Alex. Uh, thank you, listeners. It is uh, I'm, it's a lot of fun. Also, I will say, uh, Dark Clouds and supporters groups. Dark Clouds are having a meeting this Thursday, but all supporters groups are invited to Blackheart St. Paul. We're gonna have three summits uh, tapped. Summit has given us a fantastic, basically like donated kegs so that we can sell. Um, okay, sell Summit for $4 all day. Bring your friends, whatever. There's going to be CCL, uh, CONCACAF Champions League games on. And the money, uh, the, we'll, we'll give a bunch of that money to um, uh, the, the supporters groups for anyone who wants to go to Chicago um, to, on May 11th. And so it'll help defray that cost. Again? That's Thursday. this Thursday. Okay. So, Chipotle Porter. Oh, no, it's just, it's going to be uh, Saga, Saga EPA, and Dakota Soul. Oh, man. No, I'm, I'm not a huge Summit fan, but that beer is, woo okay. baby. Sorry. Delicia. I, I already ordered them. Uh, anyway, so that's going to happen. <laughs> sure but otherwise, I order. hope to see everyone out um, on on uh, March 2nd. I'm really excited to, to have the game wow, there. And, this weekend. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be, uh, I think a lot of us, I know... Uh, well, at least you know the gold talisman and their team will be at the Minnesota United um, football tournament in Shakopee. So we're we're trying to get here as quickly after that to be able to cool. go there. So well, you can stick around for karaoke after and just have everyone request Wonderwall. We can do Wonderwall over and over again. <laughs> all right, um, thanks everyone, and we'll uh, we'll see you all soon.